Hello everybody, my name is Oliver, my mission is to bring you closer to organic Japanese green tea and today what we're gonna dive into is why shaded teas are actually less astringent. So when you're looking for green tea, often we hear, hear from people, why when I drink, drink green tea they're often very bitter, I don't like them because uh, my mouth feels dry or uh, they, I kind of have a strong astringency with the tea. So um, what most people don't know is that that's something you can easily vary and often a very good choice is that you go for a shaded green tea. Here for example I brought two teas with me, on the left I have a bancha and on the right I have a gyokuro. And the gyokuro is shaded up to three weeks meanwhile the bancha isn't um, shaded at all and what you already can see and this is already the first thing you have to look after is that you need darker tea leaves. When we just have a look at the, the leaves here on the bancha we have a little bit of a green but a lighter green, nearly a little bit of brown, a little bit more mature leaves also here. So you can see that the, the kind of the color is a little bit lighter turning a little bit into the brown color. Meanwhile, when we go to the Gyokuro, when we look at the Gyokuro, we see this jade green, dark green color, which is typical for a shaded um, uh, green tea and the Gyokuro is the longest shaded. But before I go a little bit into what actually shading is and what it does is we have to go a little bit in to the history of shading. So shading was something which was by coincidence discovered by Mr. Ma Yamamoto Kazai 6. So he was a tea merchant and studying Tencha tea in the south of Japan and he did several travels throughout his lives to the south and during one of these he saw that the farmers actually to protect, protect the tea leaves from the cold started to cover the tea leaves used for Tencha. Tencha the basis of matcha which is then ground into the matcha powder. And what he saw is also that it renders the tea quite smooth and quite, quite sweet. So he said to himself, okay, this is maybe something which can be applied to Sencha and then they started to apply this and Gyokura was born. And Gyokura is the longest shaded tea developed uh, until the 1840 where it was first the first time introduced in the market. So it's a tea um, which is very smooth, very sweet and very savory. When we go into what are kind of the main parts in green tea which are soluble and giving taste to the tea we talk mainly about four soluble compounds. One is vitamin, two is theanine, three is catechins and the fourth is caffeine. So when we look, look into uh, these four compounds for sure there are many more but these are kind of the main compounds which are going into uh, the water and then giving or kind of um, developing the taste of your tea. Um, when we talk about caffeine, caffeine widely known to be present in black tea also in green tea and um, what it actually in nature, what the role is in the nature of caffeine is that it wears off the bugs from the young buds. The young buds, mainly the parts of the tea plant which contain the most caffeine there, we talk around three to four percent which the, the, the young buds 
kind of half of uh, caffeine and what it actually does to the taste of it is that it renders the tea leaf slightly bitter and bitterness uh, the bugs they don't like bitterness so it wears them off which is a great protection mechanism then a second thing um, what also uh, is contained in uh, the tea plant is actually the theanine Theanine is the part which renders the tea sweet and smooth and savory. Um, uh, the reason is that it plays the most with the upper part of the tongue where the umami receptor also is, um, uh, is, uh, sit or sits and there it gives this tea kind of this sweet savory taste note. So when the theanine is rich, when the theanine is high in the tea leaf, then you can have um, a very sweet tea which is not bitter and astringent and the reason why some teas or some green teas then become astringent is the sun so when the sun touches actually the tea leaves then the theanine which is coming from the root of the plant to uh, the leaves is turned into catechins and catechins are also the most studied particles of the green tea plant because catechins are known for their um, antioxidative effect so it liberates your body from free radicals or from toxins so it's a very interesting compound but if it's too much present if it's too strong then finally it renders your tea bit uh, astringent so you have it um, in mainly in the mix or in the balance of the theanine together with the catechin. So um, when the catechins, uh, okay, when the farmer tries to render his tea more sweet, then what he tries is that he really shades it. Either he does a gyokuro, which is then up to three weeks, or he does a kabusisencha. Kabusisencha are seven to 14 days um, shaded teas most of them are around seven days just to give them a sweet round and smooth umami flavor so there's a little bit balance of sweetness and savoriness and then uh, if uh, long shading is applied then finally you really get um, to a very sweet and a strong savoriness in the aspect of the tea leaves when we look at the tea leaves and we dive into the color is you can also spot a tea which is less astringent which is a little bit more savory and sweet and this is especially a tea which has a very very dark leaf color so for example i brought here a bancha from the south of japan so you can see the bancha itself it is not a typical very strong green but there's kind of this green a little bit slightly brownish color to it so this is an unshaded leaf and you can see in which direction the color of the tea leaf evolves when we go to the other side here we see a gyokuro so this is a three week shaded tea and here you can really see that you have a deep dark jade green color of the tea leaf and it's very beautiful how kind of a, also you have kind of a nearly a shimmer um, on the tea leaf so it's very very different in terms of the, the aspect already between the two teas and there's a little bit there are nearly a little bit shiny leaves of this tea so this is mainly uh, how you can distinguish also a typical unshaded 
from a shaded tea. But in terms of taste, what we talk about is that the tea, the tea really moves away from these astringent taste notes and really goes into a sweet and savory taste note. So what I will do now is just that I brew this tea with around 6 degrees Celsius of water. We have here 5 grams of tea and we're just gonna shade this or shade this. We're gonna brew this and then we're just gonna let it sit for around one and a half minutes. So this tea is coming from the south of Japan. So the main region also when you talk about Gyokuro or for shaded tea, so the main region for Gyokuro is the region of Fukuoka. Also Yame might be a name you have already heard of. So this is the biggest production region for, um, for Gyokuro. When we go a little bit more south from Fukuoka, so you have the Kyushu, Kyushu Island, then you go a little bit more south, there you have Kagoshima. Kagoshima is um, after Shizuoka, the second biggest, accounting for around a third of the whole production of Japanese green tea in Japan, and Shizuoka around 40% as the biggest region. This tea here is coming from the region of Shibushi, so this is close to Kagoshima around 45 minutes and um, this, uh, the farmer who does this tea is actually specializing in only Gyokuro, so uh, on a high skilled level and he's also the president of the Organic Tea Association in Kagoshima. Good! So then I just do the first brewing with you. So you can see I didn't use too much uh, water. So here we have a nice golden color. Sometimes um, Gyokuro, especially when it's coming from a deeper and dark greener cultivar, can render even in a very beautiful kind of strong green color. Here we have a little bit of a less, so this is a little bit of a lower quality um, Gyokuro or kind of a lower grade Gyokuro but still very well shaded as you could see. And let me just have a look at the leaves after the first brewing. So very beautiful green so they start to unfold but this is now the first brewing so they are not fully unfold. Let's have a sip. What you immediately discover when you drink once a shaded green tea is very this kind of nearly a little bit thicker and texture of the water. It glides a little bit more on top of the tongue. It is very fast going in the direction of a little bit of a fruity flavor profile. You might um, kind of find a little bit of pineapple. You might find a little bit of mango very very nice sweetness but then also turning into a more savory taste profile in kind of a more sometimes they can even be a little bit brothy but I like to describe it more along to sweetness and then giving it a little bit more of kind of depth to the depth to the taste and then turning a little bit more into a slight savory taste profile. Depending on how strong the, the Gyokuro is and what kind of varietal is used, it can be stronger and less strong. But this we will talk about in another video. 
So here, Gyokuro really no astringency at all. I can't feel anything in terms of uh, also of bitterness. So the, the, the high amount or the rich amount of theanine in the leaf really allows the tea to give you a very smooth, sweet and savory taste profile without going into this bitterness. Just a very, very nice and sweet tea. Good. So I hope you liked this one too. This was another daily sip about why shaded teas are less astringent. I hope it's a little bit more clear for you. And if you have any questions or if you want to leave a comment, please feel free to do so. Just leave me a comment here below and uh, I guess I see you in the next video. And if you ever want me to cover a subject or a section which you would like to see, I'll be happy to do so. Thanks a lot and see you. Bye-bye.